Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why analytics should be defining your Pinterest strategy. I know it's really easy to start growing your online business, putting all the necessary pieces in place, and then you forget about one really important element, analytics. So today we're talking with Jennifer Grab about why analytics are key to your business and how you can easily find them with the right dashboard. That's right. No more digging. Just one click. And the right metrics are right in front of you. But before we get to that episode, I want to let you know that we have our new 2020 Simple Pin Planner out there for you to enjoy and to use for your Pinterest strategy implementation. And this Pinterest planner was something that was created based on all of our experience in working with Pinterest marketing. It is 23 pages. It covers every single month of the year, ways to track your stats, um, checklists for what you need to do as part of your Pinterest marketing strategy, and how you can really stay on track each and every month moving your business forward using Pinterest. I have always said that Pinterest is one part of your business. It's not the whole, but you want to be very strategic with what you're doing on on Pinterest and that it's not anything that's going to get you into the weeds, worried about myths or worried about crazy algorithm changes, but really big business building steps you can take that are not going to waste your time. And so the planner really allows you to do step by step every single month what you need to do to grow your business. This will work for both bloggers, product sellers, or even digital product sellers. So go ahead and grab the planner at simplepinmedia.com slash planner. You can also find all the links we're going to be talking about in today's episode. And there is a lot that we're going to be talking about when it comes to strategies and dashboards and analytics. So you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 177 and find all the links that we're going to be talking about today. So pick up the planner and then get ready for an entire episode devoted to why you need to like analytics why you need to look at it, and how it can help define your strategy on Pinterest. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here too. So I've told our listeners a little bit about what we're talking about, but I'd love for you to tell them a little bit more about you. Absolutely. So I run a company called The Nimble Co. We specialize in growth strategy for online business owners really just making sure that they're focused on doing the right things in the right order, the right way. And analytics is my favorite way that we get to do that. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about my business. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about why you love analytics so much, because I will say that many people, including myself, tend to run the other direction (laughs) when it comes (laughs) to analytics. So what is it that inspired you to really love analytics? Yeah, so great question. I love analytics for so many reasons. Um, For one, it's like the answer key to your business. And sometimes I think the the good girl in me um, loves it because it makes me feel like we're cheating on a test, right? I watch people guess on business decisions and I'm like, guys, we can just look at the answers. They're right here. Um, So analytics really removes the guesswork. It helps you make better, more informed decisions. And that translates to greater confidence as a CEO, less time wasted, 
and really being able to double down on what's working to get greater results. Yeah, I can I can attest to that too as a business owner. And I think there's a lot of times where um, it feels a little bit like burying your head in the sand might be easier and you just ignore it like ignorance is bliss, right? But I think ultimately it's because maybe we're scared of what we're going to find in there. You know, like you hear stories of people like, I looked at my analytics and I found this was broken or this was broken. Um, what's your, I guess, hypothesis? Like, why do you think it scares most online business owners? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're combining two things that many people self-identify as being bad at, like numbers and technology. So I don't know about you, I regularly hear people say things like, I'm not a numbers person, or I'm not a tech person, or I'm not very tech savvy. And so the idea of analytics is probably especially scary if both of those statements feel true for you. And I also think it can be really overwhelming. So when you open Google Analytics, there's so much there. Um, and there's a ton of things on the dropdowns and things to click and names that you might not be familiar with. And so it's difficult to figure out where to start, what to look at. And so like you said, it's easier for people to just ignore it. Yeah. And I appreciate that thing of like how you make statements like this. I'm not a numbers person. And I was talking to my business coach yesterday and we were talking about mindset and reframing things to how you keep saying things over and over and over again. And you start to become that like, oh, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a numbers person. Um, and this particular tool that she was talking to me about was like, how do you reframe that? So for you, as you work day in and day out with all these business owners that are coming to you, you know, to help them with the analytics, what's the one thing you would tell them to begin to change their mindset about an analytics and how to really see it as vital? Yeah. I mean, I think your business coach is spot on and that's very true for me. So until I got into analytics, I would have told you I was not a numbers person. I majored in English literature. My minor is in journalism. I count with my fingers to this day. Like my husband makes fun of me. He's a mechanical engineer and I'm over here with my fingers doing basic math in the grocery store. Um, and my corporate background was in human resources. So it's not like I you know, majored in statistics and you know, went to business school with an economics focus. I mean, it, it really is. I am the epitome of someone that was not considered a numbers person. Um, but it's really, it's really simple. And I think most people are just thinking about it wrong and overcomplicating it. I think it's really about asking yourself two things. What questions do I have? And where might I find those answers? And I think that's really like at the core of what analytics is about, is about finding answers to questions so you know what decisions or what changes to make. And I think it's so vital, and this is something that I talk to my clients about a lot, and I'll just give you an example of, of um, a client experience that might just show the kind of really important information you can get from analytics. So I work with someone, we recently built out a sales page dashboard for him, and we were able to tell him exactly where his traffic is coming from, which traffic source actually led to the greatest conversions. We could see the emails that drove traffic, the emails that converted the best. Um, we could see where on a sales page people were clicking, how far down a sales page they were scrolling. And all of those data points might sound like, oh, cool, that's nice information to have. But those specific examples help us make better decisions, like where to invest time in acquiring more traffic and what sources 
should we try to acquire traffic from? And where do you make improvements on a sales page? I don't know about you, but I've definitely opened up a sales page and just been trying to click and change random things in hopes that that could make a difference in terms of conversions. And so knowing all of that and being able to take action on all that is a whole lot easier than just looking at overall funnel stats and taking random guesses as to what changes you need to make. Yeah, we that's actually our goal here for Q1 is to focus on conversion because I have done that same thing where I've spent all this time writing a funnel and all this time looking at a sales page and adding in copy and all these different things. And it almost feels like once you're done, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. And you forget to go back and kind of like reevaluate. Is it working? Is it, are people clicking where you want them to click? And I know for me, and I'm sure some listeners can identify with this, is that it felt so labor intensive to do that it almost feels like you got to gear up for the second layer of analytics. But I like what you said about like, you know, you put in all this effort. How can you optimize instead of just, you know, guessing, right? And just saying, oh, well, let's see if we can move this button or move this button. And that has probably been my greatest challenge over this last year working with my business coach because she hammers it in like, okay, well, where's the conversion at? Or what's the numbers? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, you got to have numbers, but numbers are scary. I, I don't know. Maybe this is a really good podcast for us to do together because I almost feel like you're speaking to me. I am that business owner that says, I've done all of this. I am tired or maybe I don't want to look at it. So I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope it works, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, and I was a lot like that too. In my corporate role, um, I always felt like I was the kind of you know, I was an employee, but I had a senior role and I always felt like I made very um, emotional decisions, right? It was based on instinct. It was based on a gut feeling. And then I had this manager who always used to say, and she had an engineering background, very scientific, the, the epitome of a numbers person, right? And she always used to say, well, what does the data say? So I'd come to her with these big ideas and I'm like, oh, we should do this or we need to change that or this is the direction we should go. And she would say, okay, well, what does the data say? And it would really force me to pause and go back and look at the data. And data is objective, right? It's not emotional. It can't lie. It doesn't have an opinion. And so I'd have to look at that data and bring that back and say, how does this stack up against my instinct, right? My gut. Um, And so I think that was really one of the first stepping stones for me into feeling more confident with data was just like, you can still make your decision how you would have made it before, but just start to ask yourself, what does the data say, right? And just start to, to understand it from that perspective. And I think that started to make it a lot easier for me. And I like what you said, like, it's not emotional and it just tells that story. And I think there's that element where when I started Simple Pin, I started gathering a ton of data and I realized like, okay, that data is going to help me tell a story to the client. But I think I always just focused it on the client, but not on myself. Because there's, I think, an element too where you like the sales page or like the funnel, you're investing so much into it and you want it to work. And if you look at the data and it doesn't, it's not working, you almost feel defeated. So I think there's an element too of like, I don't want to go look at it because what if it's not working? And I'm a total Enneagram three. And so I need everything to be a win and not a fail. So I'm pretty sure that's why I actually do it. But I I think I hear that from people in their Pinterest marketing all the time is they'll only look at one piece of the data and say like, oh, my numbers are down. 
And our biggest thing is to go, okay, well, look at the whole picture. Like, what are you seeing here? And we find that we get a lot of pushback, which is really interesting. And I wonder if it's pushback because there's just a lack of understanding about what the numbers mean. Yeah, yeah, it could be because I even see that with people on a sales page that's um, traffic wise performing really well, people will say, Oh, well, I'm getting all of these page views. And I'm like, cool, show me your conversions. Right. And so sometimes traffic sources convert differently too. like you might find that maybe you're getting more. Actually, this is a great example. I have a client that gets more traffic from Facebook than she does from Pinterest, but her Pinterest traffic converts at a higher rate than her Facebook traffic does. Now, that doesn't mean you would not focus on Facebook at all, right? But maybe the way you're promoting on Facebook is to get people on your email list where you can nurture them to then try to convert versus with Pinterest, in her case, she could almost go direct to the sale, right? Because people were coming off of Pinterest willing to buy. So I think it kind of can inform your strategy with all of the tools. Um, But when you're looking at any one single point of data, it's usually not telling you the whole story. Yeah, so, so true. Okay, so you have a great post about metrics to grow your business. We're going to link to it in the show notes. And I think you've kind of summed up all the reasons why you love data. I love um, all of that. So we're going to link that. We want you guys to go check it out. But let's talk a little bit about how you and I connected because it was kind of a, a roundabout and kind of how this podcast came about was... Um, here at Simple Pin, I talked about the data that we were doing and how we were, you know, collecting that. And one of the things with hiring a team was how was I going to allow the team to get a hold of the data without getting into my Google Analytics account? So we started using the program Scythe in 2015, I believe, just the first year of my business. Um but they started making some changes to the platform with pricing this last year. And I it caused us to stop and really say, like, is this the program for us? I reached out to a few people. One was my friend, Natalie Gingrich, and she suggested you, which was so awesome because we got on a consult call a couple of years ago, and I totally didn't make any of those connections at the time. But then you totally blew my mind. Like I have to say, when you first came back after I told you, I like gave you all this stuff. And here's what I love about people who love data is there's a business owner has a limited view, like we've talked about a little bit. But people who love data and they can see the whole picture come back and they're like, oh, but here's the rest. It's like you pull back the curtain. And so what we did was we hired you to create a dashboard for our clients. And I would love to talk about that dashboard that you created for us. And we're going to talk about one that you helped us create for the listeners. We'll talk about that at the end. And you guys can pick up that dashboard from Simple Pin. It's awesome. It's been amazing. So it's a smaller version of what we've created for our clients. But um, I want to kind of break it into parts because it's totally different than Scythe. So I'll, spoiler alert, we stopped using Scythe and now we use the dashboard Jennifer created for us. Um, But you used a program I had never heard of and that was Google Data Studio. Tell me a little bit about this program, why it's your preferred tool. Just, you know, those people who are listening who probably don't even know it exists. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I landed on it for the same reason that you hired me. So I was using a different program at the time. Um, I had a couple of clients and I had dashboards for them and the tool was just so expensive. Um, And so 
I started kind of searching, right, like any good bootstrapper to see if I could find a way to replicate these dashboards in a more cost effective way. And I stumbled on Google Data Studio and it was a free tool. So that immediately caught my attention. And there wasn't a whole lot out there in terms of training. So it was a little bit intimidating at first. But um, one area where I am very confident is in my ability to learn. And so I just went in with an open mind and I figured it out and I was able to replicate a tool that was frankly costing me $800 a month in this free tool. Um, and so it's it's my preferred tool now because of, like I just said, it's free. Um, it's incredibly powerful and it's dynamic. So you can interact with data in a very similar way like you can with Google Analytics. Like there's drop downs, you can change date ranges, you can apply filters, and it's all really easy to do in a very user-friendly way once it's set up. And you'd be surprised how many of these expensive dashboard tools are actually limited in that way. So when I was able to find all of that in a free tool and one that you could also make pretty, like add in the you know, logos and change colors and, and make it very visually appealing, I was sold and I have not looked back since. And you just made a great point that all these ones that we've been paying a lot of money for are actually limited. And when uh, that was the biggest thing that when you opened our eyes to Google Data Studio, we were able to get so much more information and then share that with the team and then share that with our clients. And so it was like, oh, now we're empowered with like 10 more points of data that we didn't have before. And it's a free tool, which was like completely mind blowing. So it totally links with Google Analytics, correct? Like super easy. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, they're both Google products, which, you know, automatically makes them equally amazing. Um, and they connect seamlessly. So it's basically the best kind of analogy I have is almost like when you use single sign on. So if you're signing up for, you know, X software on the internet and it says, Oh, you can create an account with your Google account and you just click on that. And all of a sudden you have an account and you're signed in and it's perfect. That's basically how it links with Google analytics. So it takes a few clicks and you're in and your accounts are linked. And I liked how you described it to me in the beginning too, that it's almost like it's the same as like a Google Doc or a Google Sheet. Like it, it's the same all in there. It's just this other program, which is pretty cool. So when you're creating all these pages for clients and for us, what's your thought process behind the type of information you're going to pull for them? Because I gave you just a, a little bit, but you ran with it even more and pulled more stuff for us. Yeah. And I actually think, and first of all, I love this question um, because this is like my favorite thing to talk about as it relates to this topic. But I also think I want to give you some credit since you say you're not a numbers person, because I think of, of many of the clients I've worked with, you actually came forward with um, thinking about it kind of in a more strategic way. You weren't coming to me and saying, hey, we want every single piece of data you can get, right? Like you had some things in mind. And I think that's really important. And I think that aligns with kind of the way I approach it, which is differently than most people do, right? Like I see so many people trying to put every piece of data they have on a dashboard. And I strongly challenge that thinking. I tend to take a minimalist approach with data. Like I want to see the least amount of information possible to make an informed decision. Like I know I've got kids. I know you've got kids. I don't have time you know, my, my day's already strapped. Like, I don't want to spend time looking at everything. I just want to see what do I need to know to make a better decision. I am not looking for information. I am looking for answers that I can take action on. 
And so I am regularly pushing back on my clients when they want to put a thousand things on a dashboard. I'll ask them why they want that information. What decisions are they going to make as a result of that? What actions will they take when they see this information? Um, Because you want to be able to look at a dashboard and quickly and easily know exactly what you need to do from it. If you can't do that, then you have not built the right dashboard. Too much information prohibits you from being able to make a quick decision. And what I always remind people is you're not going to lose the information if you don't look at it today, right? Like it will still be there. So if, you know, I'm just making this up, if, you know, whether or not your um, audience is looking at your website through a mobile device or through a desktop, like what decision is that going to change for you today? For most people, not everybody, right? There's definitely use cases for that. But for most people, that's not going to change their decision right now if they're trying to increase product sales. And so it's really about knowing what your specific needs are for your business and making sure you're only looking at the data that's going to help you move the needle forward. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about, you know, the mindset behind, you know, like ours is seven pages that you created for us and we're able to customize it with our logos and send them a PDF and everything. But really, ultimately, it's not, if we had to break it down, it's not so much to serve the client, but it's to serve our account specialists. Like, how can we give them enough information to be able to make a decision about strategy, to be able to see what's happening on the client account when something's not right or when something is working. And to be able to even look, we've drilled it down to even our UTMs that we do for some of our clients to see, okay, which images tend to work better than the other images we've created or seeing Tailwind Tribes. If we're using that, that is something we use strategically within our network is we have simple pin tribes. So are they actually working for us? And that was something we weren't able to see in our other program that now my team can go, oh, we're using this tribe over and over, but we're not getting any type of reach off of these pins or Maybe a client had smart loop set up, or we can even see now that they're doing promoted pins. That is something that's just been super cool to customize and get the right information. Like we don't need anything else. And I think you made a great point. Like that that information's not going away. It's still there, but you might just not need it today. I don't need any information on our clients when it comes to Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. I just need Pinterest. That's it. Okay, so um, I talked to, obviously, I shared just a little bit about what the one you've created for us. But what we wanted to do for you guys that are listening is we wanted to create one that was a hybrid of what we use for our clients. So we created one that's three pages. I'll say Jennifer in her um, amazing intelligence created it. I just kind of advised a little bit. Um, But we wanted to create a similar one. So let's walk through what that looks like. We have three pages. I have it pulled up now. The first page is um, the top posts from Pinterest, the top referring pins. Um, The second one is about your audience. And that's going to tell you um, gender, age, the device they're using. I love a good pie graph. It's easier for me to see everything. And then year over year is a big one. And on this dashboard too, it has actionable tips. But year over year is super huge for us here at Simple Pin because you can't just say your Pinterest traffic is up or down without looking at what your high season and your low season is. So that was a really, really, really important one for us. So that's a snapshot as to what's in it. But we want to walk you through um, when you get this dashboard, what happens next? Because there's a few things you need to go through to be able to install it. So Jennifer, can you walk us through when they get the dashboard, what basically will happen from there? 
Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to get some login information just to access a quick training video. This is not intended to be scary, but rather show you exactly how you can get it set up in less than 10 minutes. That is my promise. Um, and actually, I think in the video, we did it in, in less than five minutes. But I like to say 10 just in case, you know, someone interrupts you or um, I don't know, you just want to take your time going through the process. But um, so you'll watch a quick, quick training video. From there, you'll go make a copy of the dashboard. This is the same way you make a copy of any Google document. So super easy to do. Um, and then it's pretty much as easy as just signing into your Google Analytics account from there. And it will immediately pull all of your data in right away. And you'll be working with it and slicing and dicing your data in every which way. Um, and I love that Kate and her team have insights um, on the dashboard as well, because if you're someone that you know, sees the numbers, but you're not sure what to do with it. Now you have tips that tell you exactly, okay, if you see this, go try this. Um, so I think that really makes the data actionable, which is what's most important to me. And that it's at the, your fingertips. Like it's just there, right? So once you do these steps, it's there and you do have to have Google Analytics. Um, and I like that you said you you don't have to have it installed for very long but you do have to sign up for it first. So if you do not have Google Analytics, let's say you're a TPT seller, you do not have a website, or you do Etsy, you don't have a website, this needs Google Analytics for that. So just know that before you um, buy the dashboard, it's it's not going to be something that's going to be super helpful for you right away. But when you do get Google Analytics, definitely get this to begin tracking the data. Okay, so this is a big question that I get a lot actually in the collective and even in my free group is people ask me, how often do I have to look at analytics and really take in the data? Because I know some people who look at it on their phone, like hourly, and I know some people who don't look at it, but like once a year. So what do you recommend? How often should they look at this dashboard? Yeah, great question. I don't think there's always a one size um, fits all answer, answer to that. But I do think that far too many people have a set it and forget it approach. Um, and to me, that is the equivalent of driving cross country and ignoring your GPS. Like, sure, you're, you'll probably reach the other coast, right? But it's going to take you exponentially longer. And you're probably going to make a lot of mistakes or wrong turns along the way. So um, for me, I think of it as my GPS. I try to check it for my own business and for my client's business, at least weekly. I think um, you could swing the other way and be in your analytics too much. Um, and again, it's, it's difficult to give a one-size-fits-all answer because it, there's a lot of factors like volume and sources and what they're doing with the information. But if we're in the middle of a launch, I'll be checking analytics once a day. Um, if it's normal business as usual, I'll probably check it once a week. If we're trying a new strategy, I might check it every couple of days. But I would—I don't think there's very many use cases where I would ever say you should be in your analytics account all day long. I think, you know, checking it once, taking a couple minutes to understand what you're looking at, um, if you're going to make any decisions or if you're going to keep monitoring and then closing it out and kind of moving on. And I think it also what you said about being in the middle of a launch, you know, if anybody's launched products before and they have especially an open closed cart of anything, that means it's just open only open for a short period of time, then you're definitely going to want to check it something more often. But if you're doing it, um, you know, something that's open all the time or you want to keep evaluating, I like that once a week, 15 to 30 minutes because that's going to be way easier than 
I mean, I couldn't imagine checking it all the time. I feel like that would actually drive me to drink. Like, <laughs> I would. I would not do well with that. For Pinterest, I will say for us and how we work with clients is we open up our dashboard every single time we go to schedule. And that's just because we want to touch base with it. It may look very similar or the same to what we saw last time. But if we're doing like a review of end of month, that's where we go to gather all of our data, you know, what happened over the last month, what happened over the last quarter. But that informs our decisions for what to pin and where to pin. And that might just take us maybe a couple touch points, you know, twice a week, maybe with that. Um, is there anything else that you would tell people, you know, specifically, you know, how to use the dashboard? I mean, I feel like we covered a lot of it, but is there anything else that you would tell people either not to be afraid of or to be encouraged by or to mess around with it? I don't know. Any other last piece of advice for them when it comes to data in the dashboard? Yeah, I would say one, you're not going to break it. Um, so I think a lot of people are afraid of, of analytics or dashboards or technology because they're like, well, what if I break something? You're not going to break it, right? And if, you know, it's it's a Google product, there's an undo button. So anything you do can be undone, one. Um, and two, everybody starts somewhere. So if you're still sitting here thinking, you know, that's great, but I'm really not a numbers person. I promise you there is a numbers person inside of you. Um, and so even if you don't know what you're looking at, which I would be shocked to hear given how we've kind of laid this out, but even if you don't know what you're looking at, look at it anyway. It takes a couple minutes. Just take a look. The more you look, the more comfortable you will get. And just ask yourself, what is one decision I can make from this? Just one and start there. Ah, oh, so good. And we will have the link to, it's called the Pinterest Insights Dashboard. We'll have the link to that. Jennifer, where can people go to connect with you, especially those who I know you've piqued their curiosity. There's probably some analytics lovers that are like fist bumping in the air going, yes, let's talk about it. There's probably others who are like, I don't know, but I know you've piqued everybody's curiosity with the analytics. So where can they go to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to connect. You can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Grayeb. It's G-R-A-Y-E-B as in boy. Or you can check out um, the article that Kate mentioned earlier in the podcast at thenimbleco.com forward slash SPM for Simple Pin Media. Um, I just did a quick link there so that it'll take you right to that post. Yeah, you guys go visit that, thenimbleco.com slash SPM. Check that out. And Instagram is always a good place to connect. I know lately it's been fun to have people DM me about certain things. So go follow Jennifer there and we will make sure we have the links in the show notes and you can find them all by going to simplepinmedia.com slash 177. That's episode 177. And we hope that you guys will check out the dashboard too. You'll find that link in the post. Again, it's simplepinmedia.com slash 177. Get the dashboard. Give us your feedback. Let us know on Instagram how you're using it. Take a screenshot. We would love for you to really use this to create the best Pinterest strategy for your business and not go blind and just pretend like analytics don't exist, but use these as the starting point. And I think the dashboard really help you love the analytics and and run with it and to just release you to make a really great Pinterest strategy. So Jennifer, thanks so much for sharing your expertise and your love of analytics. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun to work with you and to get to chat with you on this topic. Absolutely. Ditto. Same for me. Alrighty, guys, head over to that post and let us know what you think of the dashboard. Mm -hmm.